I've decided to start a series giving you a four or five minute download of what happens in a day when you simply ask the question, what is your dream? You listen to people's dreams and you understand them, you get inspired by them, you get deflated by them, and you try to figure out how to make them happen. So today is the 29th of October and I have just got home. It is midnight. I have met so many incredible people and I'm going to tell you before I go to bed, what happened. So the day started by us traveling, me and the team, to London Bridge. Meeting us was uh, a few people that had pressed the doorbell button and pitched their dream. We wanted to meet them and understand a little bit about what they actually needed uh, to make their dream happen. And so the original model of the doorbell was you press the doorbell, you pitch your dream, and then we put that message, that, that dream up online and millions of people hopefully see it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, depending on how the algorithm works. And that should launch their business, get their brand out there, get people to hear their brand and understand what these people's dreams are and give them some support. And that has been working. We're, we're about three weeks into that idea and it's working. Um, and for example, uh, Jake, who I didn't meet today, he, um, we have a video dropping on his story soon. And, you know, when he rang the doorbell, he, he wasn't in the best place financially. He was working 18 hours a day in a job he hated as a delivery driver. And today he has £5,000 in his pocket and he has four clients and he's doing his business. Um, we're going to drop a whole video on this. But, but this morning I met... Um, one entrepreneur who simply dreams of launching a journal business. And when talking to her, she um, actually needs a, um, 800 pounds. Um, doesn't always come down to money, what people actually need, but sometimes it does. And in her case, she has the design done, um, she has the idea done, she just needs 800 pounds to print 100 books. And if she can sell those 100 books, that money coming back in will give her the ability to print another 100 books. So uh, the book design was amazing. And I basically gave her the money. And it was life changing. I could see it in her eyes. A stranger giving her the money. And on top of that, having the marketing exposure of us dropping the clip. It, it happens. She, she can make it happen. That's it. And I, you know, I don't want to belittle 800 pounds. It's, it's not small money, but it, I could see it changed her life. In that moment, um, I hope the clip represents it when you see it. Uh, and then the next person we spoke to was a young lad called Charlie. No, sorry, Charles. In fact, I had to ask him this because uh, Charles sounds like the king of England to me. So I wanted to call him Charlie and I was like, no, it's Charles. He's 16 years old. Press the doorbell, has a dream. And um, he actually wants to launch a vitamin company. So I've connected him with a friend of mine, Dan Murray Setter, who actually runs Heights. I've invested in that company and asked if he'll um, mentor Charles. Um, and we also uh, did a small crowdfunding on my LinkedIn where I just asked people if they'd support him. And we raised £1,750 for him um, to get going, just to give him um, a bit of money to get a prototype product made. And... Um, what a confident kid, honest, direct, um, motivated. I, I was so blown away. And then, um, and then we met an entrepreneur who had come on my live a few days ago prior. Um, I think I'm losing track now. I think it was Wednesday. 
today's Friday. And he, um, he had a, a concept of basically allowing men to talk to each other. It's really simple, isn't it? It's called We Power On. And um, Chris, who's running it, had his own personal mental health issues um, and just decided to, to help others to get through it. And he just put up posters in supermarkets and around coffee shops and just said, come and join me on a walk if you want to talk. And that's what he uh, started doing, just turned up at a um, park and started walking. No one came at first, he just went on his own and then people started turning up. And interestingly, he was doing it initially for men and women would turn up with their partners because men, for some reason, didn't want to go on their own, um, he said. And anyway, we gave him £2,500 to fund this programme and support him. And I can, again, I can see that just, I feel like a lot of the time people haven't had a stranger help them ever. Um, in some cases, people, no one's really been able to help them. Maybe that, I mean, Chris didn't go into his background too much, but so I didn't like to pry because he was emotional every time he talked about the help that we were giving him. But I just could tell that you know, people wonder what the scam is. And that's, that's, I guess, a little bit of a cynical world we live in, which I wish could change. And why? Because 99.9% of people are actually good, but the media only highlights the 0.1% of you know, awful things that happen. So we, we kind of assume all humans are bad and everything's a con, and it's not. It was emotional to see him uh, talk about his story, about he nearly took his life several times, um, but how helping other people has saved him. And then... Um, I could speed this up because I'm realising I was going to try and do this in five minutes and give you guys a quick rundown of the day. But I can see it's already overtaken. But to run down the rest of the day, just to give you an idea of what happens after that, we, we met the Ring Doorbell marketing team, um, a company called Ignite, a lady called Zoe. And um, she uh, talked to us about how we could perhaps get Ring on board to support what we're doing um, and how we could expand the, the idea with Ring, which was quite exciting because, I mean, we don't charge people for help. I, I don't charge people for help, of course. I never have done in four years. And we give out money. But I am looking for corporate partners to help us fund it and expand the program and help more people for free. So um, that would be quite cool if, uh, if we can get them on board. And we're promoting them accidentally with the Ring Doorbell uh, videos right now. Uh, so um, we deserve it. We deserve them to support us. Hopefully they will and they'll support the people that we're supporting. And then um, I headed over to Unboxed Podcast. I was on, um, which is a uh, run um, basically by one of the Sidemen producers, really nice guy. And we had a really great chat about the problem with mortgages and that podcast should be out, I'm guessing, in a couple of weeks. I'm not quite sure when, but look out. Unboxing podcast should be, should be interesting. And then uh, I met a gentleman, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name at this stage, um, but he's got a product which he definitely would want me to talk about. Um, and the name of the product suddenly escaped me, which is bad, isn't it? It will come to me in a second. It's been a long day. Um, the product, basically the premise of the product is you might bet with your mates, right? You might have a bet like, I bet you I can run faster than you down this road. And, and I, bet you're tenor, I bet you're a tenner. Um, and then basically you use this app to place the bet. It's a, it's a really interesting idea. Um, Framble, it's called Framble, Friend Gamble. Um, it's actually on the app store. Um, he's getting no downloads and he's put all his money into it. And he was telling me the story about it. He's 58 years old. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not sure he wants me to mention who he is. But but I I, I really, I, I mean, I felt deeply, deeply emotional about his story. Because 
basically, like a lot of people, he's trapped in a job he hates. Um, and he, he uh, was telling me how his job originally he quite liked it. He was repossessing cars of criminals, people that, you know, gain, gain money from illicit businesses. Um, and then he got transferred into tra- uh, taking cars off people who had missed payments. And he was telling the story about how he was having to take cars off people that basically desperately needed the cars to survive and how, you know, for one reason or another, often out of their control, had got into financial trouble, but he still had to take the car off them and he just burst into tears. This guy is a big guy, strong guy, you know, 58 years old, grown man, burst into tears. And, you know, I could see he instantly tried to stop himself crying and I just, I just don't think we should. I think if you need to cry, you need to cry. That's what I thought. And... I hugged him, which I'm always not, not sure what you're allowed to hug people anymore. Um, but it felt important to hug him, and yeah, it was it was it was it was deep. But somehow we recovered. Men make a little joke or something, and we we come back to uh, putting on that brave face, and and he put back on the brave face, and then talked to me about how he had lab books fight him to try and stop him from getting the gambling license. Um, and uh, pushed through and made the business come alive, but he's stuck, needs help. So we're going to help him. I'm trying to figure out how. I have a slight problem with gambling in general. It's my problem. Uh, I just don't want people gambling. Um, so I'm trying to think of a way to turn the app into something more positive um, to help people as opposed to take people into a gambling world. And he wants to do that, by the way. Really honourable person uh, who wants to do that. And then to finish off, because this, this is not going to be five minutes like I hoped, um, and let me know if you if you actually want this sort of stuff, and I can do it more. Um, but um, but then we went uh, to an event called Startup Grind, um, where basically I was the headline speaker for um, for that event in London, and um, it was sold out actually, which is always nice to hear, isn't it? Maybe it makes me feel happy that maybe there's people that I can connect to at an event, um, and, and and people want to want to get help and want to want to hear me talk, which is always nice for the ego. Um, I want to be useful and I want to be heard. A lot of people ask me why I do this. I do it because it feels right and important and people need help. Um, but of course, there's, there's selfish elements. It gives me purpose and I want to be useful and I want to be heard. So when I go to those events and they're sold out, it, it means a lot to me. It means I'm, I'm, I'm useful. Um, but when I got there, we, we did this talk. I, I just felt connected to the whole audience. Like people there were really looking... I think, for some insight into how the world works. And I, and I think I delivered. I don't know. Um, I felt it, though. Um, and that was my day, folks. So, um, yeah, I, I'll do this more if you guys like it. Maybe leave a review um, or comment or um, do a tweet about it. Just let me know how you feel about this, and I'll try to, I'll try to, try to do it more often. Um, yeah, have a good day.